So hello, hello, and welcome to your very last episode and probably the most requested one of The Big Idea. My name is Andrea, and I'm joined here today by two very special guests, Boca grads and creatives at Georgian South, New York. So we have Eric Neal and Jesse Hornstein. Welcome both. Hi, how are you? Thanks so much for having us. No, thank you for making the time for us. So as mentioned before, like you're both at uh, Georgian South in New York. So how has both your journey from being like here in Boca, in Canada, in Toronto, to all the way to now working in New York? Um, how's it been? Um, yeah. You know, it's it's changed quite a bit, but uh, Jesse and I obviously met in Boca, so, or it was Cabo when we were there, but um, in some ways it stayed the same because we have, a, you know, a long-standing working relationship together, so um, that's been consistent and really good, but uh, I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel very similar, but I feel like the world has changed a lot. That's more the, the difference. But um, the journey's been good. Um, yeah, it's, it's still very collaborative, Jesse and I, working together still and in just a different kind of capacity. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm speaking too generally or if you want me to be more specific <laughs> or if, Jesse, you want to, you know, add your perspective to it. Uh, my perspective is we, we, we started off as straight creative team in Toronto did some pretty fun work, did some cool work, got sent to New York. And as we then started to make our way at George and Saul, the relationship started to get um, more uh, distant, but based on um, a working trust that maybe wasn't there at the beginning, or maybe was, you know, clouded in competition, whatever it was. <laughs> and then the um and then the work at Georgian Soul is so disparate that um you can't have two people in with so much responsibility sort of tag teaming everything at that point you have to realize that both of you can handle um all the creative in, in a sense or at least manage it yeah totally totally I hear it so this episode is a bit different from everything else we have done. This is actually the finale. So we wanted to give the chance to other students, especially in lower years, give them the ability to ask all the questions that sometimes they may not get a chance to or they don't know who to talk to anonymously. We got a lot of questions and topics submitted. So we're going to try our very best to cover as much as we can. So diving right into it, one of the most prominent questions we got was, around experience so do you feel having no experience or previous internships as a student sets you back when you step into the real world um i mean it's it's just different um it's not it's not a mandatory by any means i think advertising is the great thing about advertising is you can come from a lot of different backgrounds to get into it you don't necessarily have to take a really traditional path into it but uh, an internship can always help that's kind of like the gateway or the toll booth into the industry really so if you have an opportunity to to take an internship and you know you're being kind of compensated fairly and you feel like you know it's an it's an early position and, and it's got a good opportunity or you're working on some cool accounts definitely um take it uh but don't think that just because you don't have an internship like the door is closed there's you know you can reach out to creative directors or individuals in the agency directly and you know you might have to go through a good amount of them to to reach out to get a response but don't be discouraged and uh, don't let not having an internship kind of hold you back um well to be a little straight i i do think that having uh no experience or internships actually does set you back oh okay uh, i do think that uh, however 
I don't think it has to be in the form of an internship. I think it has to be in the form of experience. So mm -hmm. what I mean by that is today, more than ever, you don't really need to know much to start a business. In fact, it's probably the best way to learn. You need any sort of guts. You need a little bit of naivete, naivete and uh, naivete. Wow. And discipline. <laughs> so yeah. if you want your job to be making enticing work that sort of sells products and builds a rapport with their fans, well, then do it yourself. You can start an e-commerce business and learn how to source product and see if you can actually build a brand all by yourself. So if you don't get an internship right out of school or in the middle of school, well, sort of say, well, let me try it myself and see if I can get in that way. I actually like both of your perspectives on that. And you're truly right. You actually touched in the second question I wanted to talk a bit about is someone texted us, one thing I have struggled with is networking because I am so new to the industry and it is intimidating. So how can students approach creatives for just talking without sounding annoying or <laughs> probably sounding discouraged that you're not getting a response? You know, don't, don't let that uh, hold you back. Uh, you, you might annoy people, but I think it's a really silly thing. Everybody's got time or should be giving time to people starting out, uh, you know, even just 15 minutes on the phone or something like that, if needed to share advice for starting out. So don't feel like, I don't know, like an inhibitor or something like that. I, I would say, um, think about like a value proposition and that might sound cheesy, but like we, we, you know, study that stuff and work through them all the time. Think about what you have to offer, what you're bringing to the table and See if you can go a step beyond an email or just a, a basic introductory call, and maybe you can share some insight to what you think they might be working on, bring an idea to the table, or um, just be really transparent about where you're at. I'm just starting out. I'm looking for an in. Um, I think everybody's been there at that point where they've been yeah. at the start of their journey and just need an intro or a door opened um, to kind of just get at the table and start a conversation. Yeah, there's, there's no way to not come off as annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's not gonna. I don't think it is it, possible. We, and I agree. I mean, I'm just gonna say what Eric says. I agree with everything that Eric said. Well, there's a guy who works with us. Um, he's, a, he's a junior, and he pestered one of the partner, one of our partners at Adweek in New York, and he pestered him with questions, and and apparently, because apparently, it was very annoying. Oh and no! <laughs> it, he kept going until the questions became interesting. And so it's sort of, you know, go through the storm a little bit and be ready to be annoying, be ready for the, you know, I don't know, be ready to be annoying. And, uh, but I take away from that, not that he pestered questions until he ultimately landed an internship, but that he had the foresight to go to Adweek to research who would be there than to seek them out. So what Eric said is all that preparation is really important. Don't just send cold emails and get discouraged when a creative director doesn't write you back. Yeah. I'm sure it's been at the bottom of, of his or her inbox by the time uh, it's a 10 o'clock rolls around. Yeah, totally. Like I, I feel it's something that you kind of struggle at the beginning, especially when you're, like, you're very new in school. It's like you're looking up to people. It's like, oh, you are who I want to be when I grow up. But like I don't even know how to talk to you but I like that that motive like embracing the the fact that you may sound annoying yes but like I don't know like I feel that in 10 years or in 20 years like if I'm grateful enough to like have someone be annoying to me it means like hey I've made it enough to be able to help someone else and that thing about saying that have uh I think Eric mentioned it, that having like this proposition of like this kind of sales pitch or this value I feel it's about kind of finding 
your uniqueness as a creative, like what can it bring to the table? And one question that we got was actually around this. So this person submitted a question saying, I'm still trying to figure out how to brand myself. How do you find your boy's uniqueness as a creative in a pool where everything seems to be sat saturated? That's a good question. Um, yeah, that is a good one. Um, I, I think that comes with time a little bit. Sometimes you can know really early if you have a perspective or a point of view on the world or even on like just an account or a brand or, or the business in general, but don't don't be oh, like this is kind of going back i have this theme i'm realizing in my answer which is like don't let things stop you don't let things you. <laughs> but uh i think uh you know there was actually this this touches on briefly on the last question which was i got some good advice when i was at my internship when i was starting out which was don't worry about being interesting um or if you don't think you are be interested so ask questions be curious about other people learn their points of view don't worry too much about having to be so well defined especially so early on in your career learn as much as you can and just have an insatiable curiosity. I think it's natural for creatives to want to brand everything they see. Yeah. It doesn't stop at a product or a service. It, it really goes to them. We, I had it too. Eric had it as well. I mean, it was so on the nose. It was downright embarrassing. Um, <laughs> and what I realized is that it, it has nothing to do okay, I'll land in an internship and no one's going to know that except maybe the hiring manager. I'm not sure what I'm trying to accomplish with this brand, um, especially if you somehow manage to eke out a brand that says you're really talented this one thing. Well, what if that is no longer possible or relevant at your agency or whatever it is you're doing? Is Are you now going to be known for that? And when that goes out the window, so does your job. Um, yeah. If you had to brand yourself, I would remove it from being this creative branding and bring it more into um, sort of an attitude, which is that you're honest, you're fair, you're nice, but you're firm and you're above all else, you're disciplined. Um, be interested, not interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Be disciplined and learn everything and take every project. Whether you notice or not, if you take every project, your natural abilities will brand you. How do you start like trusting your like your little inner boys saying like, hey, like th this is like a good creative path to go down to instead of like doubting everything all the time? Jesse, you want to feel this one? I feel like I've been stepping first here a little bit. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so in third year, by yeah, so by third year, I hadn't gone on an internship, Eric had, we weren't uh, partners in this at this, at this time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up uh, kind of saying, I'm going to go and work in, in Europe for a while and, and oh, uh, wow. do that. And I said, you know, to hell with the internship, I'm going to do it later, or at least that's what I told myself. And then, <laughs> but before we did that, before we did that, Eric and I submitted a award, um, a submission to the NACs. It was a student submission and I went to Europe and I did my thing. And a couple months later, I got inundated with, with sort of text messages saying that we had won. And oh, wow. Congrats. So, oh, well, thank you very much. Um, and I came back and I got an internship. The, the, the award was an internship at YNR. So I came back from Europe and I did my internship and it really helped me. What, why I bring that up is because I think you have to have some external validation. It, you know, everyone yeah. says that you don't need it. You need to have someone saying that you're good once in a while. And at that point with that award, I said to myself, and we had, you know, 
done stuff that was sort of recognized just in our class as being sort of good. And, and at that point, at I, as I had sort of, we'd stepped out of the school and done some stuff against other schools, mm -hmm. I realized that, oh, hey, maybe Eric and my ideas, maybe my ideas, maybe Eric's ideas have validity just outside our class. And that gave yeah. me some, a real, you know, a real confidence, you know, you call it a real arrogance, but you really need that. <laughs> and I believe that those sorts of things, those submissions you know uh trying every creative exercise and seeing if people recognize you even submitting stuff to i don't know if it exists anymore but submitting things to applied arts and getting in just yeah. validation that what you are saying is being noticed just will help you with that internal monologue that will potentially say every idea you have is bad so as creatives you've had to develop a good intuition for all areas of advertising so like copy strategy art direction so how can someone develop that too or should they just specialize in one area or get all three well they're still in school wow that question was a handful but okay go for it <laughs> okay interesting um i believe that understanding all three is important uh <clears throat> when we were in what year were we in, Eric, when we had to kind of say, like, what do you want to be? I remember they asked us to raise our hand. I was like, well, oh, yeah. Was, yeah. I guess I'll just yeah, raise my hand yeah. now. And I sort of <laughs> did that. Um, I, 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 wrote, I raised my hand for copy. And uh, I think that was the right decision. Although um, I believe uh, that we you, you should learn all three. Furthermore, you should learn a little bit about the other facets of the agency world and not just, you need, it, this touches back on the, the question I had, the, the answer I had before, which was about branding yourself and everything that you learn is a, is a component of your brand. And so wouldn't you want that to be just all encompassing to learn, to know everything about, or at least an understanding about most facets of an agency before you go in rather mm -hmm. than, you know, yes, you should be specialized in something, but have a general sense of, of everything else. So being the be the best at one of these three. Be the best art director. Be a creative thinker that you know has some awards or has some as an internship and walk into the agency and know what you're doing. But also understand when a creative director doesn't want to go with the idea you love, it's important to not just focus it as, you know, why don't they want to do what I want? This is the best idea. This is so classically the best idea think about why don't they want to do that? Is there something else that's impacting their decision? Is it new business? Is it, uh, uh, is it politics, salary? Relationships, is it politics? What timing, are these things? Yeah. yeah. All of these things. Is it strategy? Do they want to, you know, a lot of times you want to keep an idea in your, in your pocket for next year's retainer, you know? So there are a lot of reasons why an idea might not get chosen. I mean, uh, Apple probably has the next 20 years of iPhone upgrades, but they're not introducing them all at the same time. So uh, understanding why something won't get chosen or is chosen, and that touches on new business, that touches on strategy, planning, um, communications. And so I think that more than just brushing up on all three, <laughs> you should learn Oh, when yeah. you reach Go out broader. to a creative or at least reach out to an agency person, don't limit yourself to the creative department. Reach out to new business people. What are they doing? What are strategy people doing? You know, I never understood what strategy people did. I had no <laughs> idea. I was like, well, I'm doing the strategy. But no, it's very, very important because they're doing so much more macro work 
They're focusing on the next five, 10, 15 years of a business. And that's where real money is spent on, on agencies. Um, and so learning the entire communications of an agency is, is really important. So yeah, to answer the question, brush up on all three, specialize in one, but really have a sense of an entire agency's inner workings. Yeah. I like to think of about it kind of like being very T-shaped. So very broad in your understanding and then definitely having a niche that you can really crush it in that you can just almost like a craft or a trade when you think about it, like art direction or copywriting is really much, uh, very much like a trade uh, or a skill that you can always fall back on and be like, I know I can do this. And this is something that I'm really good at and everything else. You, you basically, I mean, be as good as you can at everything else, but um, certainly be conversational about as much as possible so that you can have kind of, um, intelligent conversations about different aspects of the business, whether it be media. I remember there were times at agencies I work at where uh, the media team would go out to present and they would, people would literally say like, oh, you don't have to be here if you don't want to. Like, we know you're busy, you can go, whatever. But, you know, that was a whole other side of the business that um, is really impacts what we do uh, in the creative department and what strategists do. So it's great to learn, like Jesse mentioned, as, as much as you can about the whole inner workings of an agency and a communications plan. That actually brings me up to my next question, like trying to be around and trying to learn everything. How do you get the confidence when you're just like in your first year of work or as a junior creative to try to pitch in your own ideas? Read some self-help books. I don't know. Um, <laughs> be, just have, what's the worst that can happen? If a creative director fires you because you wanted to bring an idea up, you don't want to work there. I mean, that would be ridiculous. Um, I mean, if the ideas are terrible over and over again you may not find yourself having a creative job for long but if you are if you have a perspective honestly uh creative creative directors and and their bosses mm, they play politics a little bit but the idea will always win the best idea will win um just say can i get five minutes of your time and really sell it that's another thing that is important very important no you know knowing all the facets of the agency but if i had to say something that you would you should also really brush up on and i might even add that you know accounts creative and copy but sales is the fourth one that i don't think is you know sorry richard i don't think it's touched <laughs> upon as much i think it could be better touched upon i think selling you can sell anything if you are confident enough in the product or the idea and you, if you don't believe in it, or if you don't know how to get the merits of the idea across to me in the best way possible, I, as the creative director will not accept it. I had this, yes, uh, two days ago, I was in, I was in a meeting and one of our copywriters was pitching to me some work for a client and it was over uh, the phone. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And I oh, immediately no. <laughs> said, I immediately said, I don't, this is bad. I don't like this. You got to go back. But then he clarified himself. And as I realized the idea actually has some merit, you should explore it further. You should go into scripts. Oh my God. But he didn't sell it. It's, you know, it's, it's uh, extremely important to, to work on that. Yeah, I'm gonna give props to Richard a bit though, because like they've started to change that now. So they give us like public speaking classes now. 
and they try to force us like in first year like stand up and like talk to your classmates that you don't know to try to like get that confidence that's an amazing oh, yeah, thing that what richard made sorry eric that that's fantastic that thing <laughs> that, that i made that that's an amazing idea just you're so scared at that point getting up in front of people and trying to say anything is such a good experiment yeah it is it is it breaks the ice especially when you don't know anyone i think look at i mean be creative with the sale too um think about what how different or what different ways you can sell something is it just straight up telling it straight up what's the simplest way you can communicate the idea is there some kind of a you know performance piece to it is there something you have to mock up is it something you're rendering is it tangible there are some some people really need to hold the physical thing in their hand to understand something or understand the value of it um a lot of times in in our business because we deal with a lot of kind of ephemeral or knowledge uh, or you know just information we can just have a conversation about it and usually get there but you know the tangible has such a weight to it if you can print off something or if it is 3d printed or whatever it is or or, or whatever the the medium is it can help you sell an idea yeah i think it's uh, the sale is really important um how much I'll, i was going to go somewhere else with it but i'll leave it at that <laughs> all good um we are getting to our last question, so I'm going to try to speed it up. So I left the very best question for last. So this is about the future of our industry. So platforms like Twitch and TikTok seem to be taking over. So people want more genuine experiences and connections instead of ads being thrown to your face. How do you see the ad industry changing around this? Like, should we still care about learning or doing traditional media? Oh, man. I see Eric's <laughs> not unmiking. I guess that means I have to go. Thanks, Eric. Um, man, okay. That's that's a tough question. It is. Um, should we in the, was, should we learn traditional media? Like, should, should we, we still, still care about it? Yeah. Should we still, we care, still about care about it? This is an interesting question. Very Those are the classics. Come on. No, you should care about it. You should absolutely care about it. Come on, should you got to watch Citizen Kane. You got to watch The Godfather. You know, you can't just go into cinema and start filming on your iPhone. Yeah. You got to know the rules are breaking a little bit. Oh, I'm guessing if Michael Rosen hears this question, he's going to get generally you, angry. Yeah. I got you, Mike. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. Like, But how do you see like the, like, the industry changing? Because like this question has a point, though. And like I do agree that Twitch and TikTok, like having that... It's more about experiences and like genuine connections. It's like everyone now is, has an ad blocker at this point. Like, let's be very honest. So, uh, how how do you feel like the industry is going to change? In, I don't know, like five years, something like that. When I, yeah, I, I think it's well, how it's going to change in the five. Um, I think it's going to sound like a cliche to me. It's almost a buzzword, but it's really so much of it comes down to storytelling, and I mm -hmm. think the story has to fit the medium. So. And a lot of, uh, I guess, habits come out of the past medium and we shoehorn them into the new medium and then we figure out what is uh, appropriate for the new medium. So, you know, that's why there are so many 30 second YouTube and Instagram spots, because there's a lot of people who were making TV spots who are now making, you know, uh, creative for those platforms. But there's no reason it has to be 30 or 15 or whatever. That was just the ad you know, the, the media inventory of how they sold it. It could be six seconds, could be 38 seconds, doesn't matter. I think, you know, just focus on a really good story, be really aware of how people are using those mediums and what is unique to that medium, and then just try to pull people in in a way that is only that 
that uh, medium can. You can do things with TikTok or Discord that you can't with traditional television or, you know, a Spotify ad even, which is even newer than, you know, uh, yeah. some of the other mediums I was mentioning. But um, know them well. And I think, you know, try to just learn the principles really well of those past mediums and see what you can apply to this. Because, again, people have been making TV spots and radio spots for decades. There's a lot of wisdom in there that on principle you can pull into a Spotify radio ad and, and you don't have to throw it all out by any means. Um, I, I think that we may, so obviously we, we know some of the trends that there are more marketing dollars going to in-house agencies. Uh, you may find yourself going to an in-house agency working on TikTok and Twitch. That's maybe where a lot of the agency, the agency world is going. The ones that are, you know, budgets may reduce, but, Overall, I think that having this advertising, having this sales, this creative degree, I think is so generally needed, no matter where this this world shifts. I'm talking about the advertising world, whether it goes in-house or it goes to the next cool uh, channel, the next cool platform, whether it goes to a digital agency or a omni-channel agency, whatever it is, the degree that you're getting is so needed because the idea for storytelling is is always needed. It's been needed for thousands and thousands of years. It was one of the first things we did. So, um, may, you know, brushing up on sales, understanding uh, the business side of the agency world, you might see um, more agencies developing their own products, uh, you know, you might see creatives working on agency owned properties. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens more and more. Um, other than that, I can see, uh, you know, Twitch being very important from, you know, from creatives learning how to tailor their work to be more amateurish, mm -hmm. kind of going full circle. Um, and other than that, I think there will always be the next big thing. I think it, it Twitch takes into yeah. account a larger trend, which is that gaming is here to stay. So maybe don't focus on Twitch and focus more on, well, what does it mean to be a gaming fan? What can you sell and what will, what will gamers grab onto? Mm -hmm. um, so once again, look beyond the platform, look at more general, what does this mean for how the, how the market is changing? Yeah. I think I'll add one piece to that as well. I think you brought some good points up that got me thinking was, um, yeah, in addition to, to people going more in-house, I think that's going to grow as well. More brands uh, doing things internally. They always have, especially the big ones, but that's going to continue to grow. Um, and I think that that's something that was never really told to us earlier on, is that that's a totally viable route to go be a creative or a copywriter or a strategist or comms planner, art director, whatever, at a brand um and, and work on the brand side because you know they're doing campaigns regularly um and have their own kind of SWAT teams that are you know devoted to certain product launches or all the things that an agency would do and then i think a more recent i guess uh, area that's maturing as well is the the use of influencers on social media and digital as well i think that's right for oh yeah that's right for change just because it's so open i mean being an influencer now is as open as it was as the ad industry was like 
30, 40 years ago. It was like one of those things that a lot of people did and it, there wasn't a lot of school for it or, or mm-hmm. like standardization of it. And that's kind of what the influencer, state of influencer influencing is like right now. Anybody can do it. Anybody with an iPhone can do it and go share their passion and, and build an audience. And so, yeah, I think that's going to be ripe for change as well because it's so open. So we'll, we'll see how that grows. Yeah, we actually had an episode just about like influencers and social media because like we feel it's something that's so like so big right now. But obviously, we don't know how this is going to keep changing. But yeah, I I bet my money on it. Like, as you said, it's here to stay. So before we finish up and wrap up everything, um, is there any like last advice you would like to give any students out there that may be listening and that they want to follow your like path one day? Ooh, what do I want to say? What do you want to say, Eric? Um, say, listen to Richard and Mike because they're really funny <laughs> and, they're and I love them. Yeah, write more things down. Um, <laughs> 20 and 20. That helped me so much as a writer. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I still use that. 20 and 20 is great. Just Or it may uh, have been 20 and 10, but I'm being lazy. I think it was 20 and 20. I think now I'm probably doing 10 and 10 maybe. But uh, yeah, make a lot, uh, be your own tough critic. Um, uh, just keep your eyes open, keep learning, um, meet people that challenge your perspective. Don't get caught in an echo chamber of like, yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, give me a few more minutes to think on that. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> well, with COVID, it is very easy to be sucked into your seat. You're sitting at home. Okay, I want to go to a museum. Oh my God, I can't get up and wear a mask and it's hot out or it's cold out if you're in Toronto. And it's just, it's just absolutely, it's just so difficult when you don't see people and, you know, your, your contact is with your cat and, <laughs> you know, you're, you, you want to go and be inspired. That is extremely important in, as you brush up on your creative edge, it's, constantly having a source of inspiration and it is so easy to you know not only get sucked into your seat which is that and i mean that generally you get Mm -hmm. stuck in your ways um you're looking at ad week and ad age and marketing mag and that's all you look at you can't look there that's not where advertising is going that's where you talk about advertising that's not where Mm -hmm. advertising is comes comes from it comes from inspiration in the rest of the world going to a museum and 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 just walking around with no agenda um and maybe choose a place that's inspiring to you in the city um for example when i when i go on runs in central park that's extremely inspiring to me i don't know why it makes me think all the time and i can't reproduce it anywhere else it's there or nowhere i've tried in other cities it's not possible it's there or nowhere now in when i was in toronto walking down i don't know why this is ridiculous but walking down (laughs) by front street and seeing the rbc building that was extremely inspiring to me. It always got me thinking. So if you're sitting in your house and you just can't get past a creative blockage or you uh, just want to think of something that, that you don't feel has been what you've been thinking about for the past week, go walk around somewhere that you love. Eat something that you like. It, those little things will really help. They help more than you think. 
that's really good advice especially especially now i like that advice okay so and that guys was the big idea the, actually the season finale of the big idea jesse eric thank you so much for coming on to your very last episode of season one we appreciate you taking your time for doing this and i just want to give a quick shout out to all my team that has been so so great during the season one we hope to keep this project going so far onto season two maybe but for now it has been a pleasure thank you to everyone that has been listening and bye bye we will see you soon bye thank you thanks for having us thanks. keep it going